All right. Yeah. All right. Silence on the set. Three, two, one. Hi, everyone. This is Rock the Boat, a podcast about Asian Americans charting unconventional career paths. Whether you're an entrepreneur, creative, or someone who's looking to break through a few ceilings, this podcast was made for you. We're your hosts, Lucia Liu and Lin Gui. Thanks for tuning in and joining us on this journey. And boy, has it been a journey. I'm Lynn, and for this first episode, we want to take you back to the beginning, to how this all started, and share why we think it's so important that Asian Americans have platforms like these. We'll give you a sneak peek of some of our season one guests, and you'll get to hear from some very special people, our parents. Yep, we hope you're ready. Thanks, Lynn. Hey, listeners, it's me, Lucia. To help you understand how this project of ours began... It's important to talk about how we were brought up. Lynn and I are both first and second generation immigrants. Lynn's Taiwanese, I'm Chinese, and we both came from very academic families. This meant that education and holding a professional career was the top priority for us. Not pursuing a prestigious career in a reputable company or getting into a top profession like medicine, consulting, law, or finance was a cardinal sin. However, as we entered into the brink of our 30s and we looked back on our zigzag careers, between me and Lynn, we've worked at nine different industries, had seven different roles, and worked at six different companies, ranging from Fortune 500s to startups to the government. We realized that we felt stuck in our day jobs. We couldn't find resources or a network to rely on for answers about our careers. When I started listening to startup podcasts, I couldn't find any Asian American voices. And when I looked around my network, I had a hard time finding Asian Americans who are creatives, entrepreneurs, or in upper management for high-powered jobs. Even in the media, too often we see Asian Americans portrayed as the model minority. We're seen as quiet, studious, and utterly uncreative. And we all know that's not true. So Lynn and I got together to create Rock the Boat. The idea was to create a platform where Asian Americans can share their unconventional career stories. We can open up a dialogue around the things we don't usually talk about, like mental health and civic engagement. Or simply, we can shed light on the plethora of professions available to us for those who are curious. We figured with Lynn's background in journalism and my entrepreneurial enthusiasm, this was going to be easy, right? Armed with passion and determination, we decided to interview our first guests, our parents. They didn't exactly have unconventional careers, but we thought that by interviewing them, we could at least get their perspective on our project. I started with my dad. Hi, I'm Qing Gui. I'm Lin's dad. He's an engineer, and like many immigrant parents, he and my mom always prefer that I go a more academic career route. Fields like law, engineering, medicine, they could be quantified. And my parents, who grew up in a laser-focused education system in Taiwan, were taught to associate rigor, discipline, and prestige with these fields. Perhaps most importantly, these fields could provide a steady paycheck, unlike that of the soft humanities. So my dad's advice to me isn't much of a surprise. I feel like, hey, you gotta earn your own keep. I feel in my life I try to do that. And that's one thing, and the other area is just, uh, you know, be a little bit more practical down to the earth. 
My dad isn't much for the idealism of our age, living for one's passion and finding one's purpose. After all, he received his PhD in risk analysis from MIT, so he weighs the risks in every scenario. You can draw a decision tree, and you don't need to quantify this each individual decision. I would say all accidents are preventable is being on the, you know, from the engineer standpoint, right? Something you can control. For my dad, making decisions was more like a risk management exercise than it was listening to your gut. So me choosing to study journalism in college was like entering the red zone. At the same time, for all his practicality, I think my dad does understand the importance of following your curiosity. If you look at our garage, it is stacked with shelves and shelves of books. He's a true bibliophile or more precisely, logophile, lover of words. When my middle sister, Wendy, won the National Spelling Bee over 12 years ago, the first and still only East Asian to do so, my dad's passion for words truly came alive. All you have to do is just learn one, one more word. You know, you can survive one more word than any other people, and you are the champion. He became her quasi-spelling bee coach quizzing her on words, but he treated it not as a rote memory exercise, but as a puzzle to be solved. With each word, there is a story to be told. There is a root stemming from an origin language, a part of speech, definition, context for how it should be used in a sentence. All of these were clues to be collected and then interpreted. And should you interpret them correctly, you'd spell the word and advance to the next round. You know, how do you do that? It takes uh, some extraordinary effort, right? People who spend uh, one hour and get this far, and you probably have to spend two hours. I mean, that's just the way it is. There's no way around it. I mean, there's no royal road to, hey, I can master this thing. Oh, I can just get into this by osmosis. There's no, no such thing. I guess you have to struggle to do that, get out of comfort zone and be able to, you know, struggle and uh, figure out yourself. Last year, I left my stable job of over four years at the City Economic Development Corporation with just a small bit of savings and no job lined up. As you can imagine, my parents were slightly bewildered. They never had the luxury to take time off, so the thought of not working was unfathomable. But looking back to when I made my decision, I couldn't deny this gnawing feeling that I was misaligned between the life I was living and the life I wanted. In some ways, I didn't even know what that meant, all I knew is that something needed to change. So I freed myself from the constraints so I could then get clear on what I wanted. It was six months of exploring a random mishmash of things, getting a yoga teacher certification, traveling to the Middle East, writing more often. I even dove into the wacky world of blockchain. Stripped of my usual identity markers, I had no other compass to follow but my curiosity. And this may sound strange, but I think I was following my dad's advice all along getting out of my comfort zone and struggling. Because sometimes staying where you are in a job that you don't enjoy is easier than getting out of it and wrestling with life's important questions. Questions about who you are and what you're uniquely made to do. That, to me, is what getting out of your comfort zone really means. I'm still figuring it out. I think we all are. And that's why this project, Rock the Boat, means so much to me. I now see this journey to self-discovery and greater fulfillment in our work as a gift. A gift from our parents who didn't have as many choices and struggled so that we could then have them. And it's a gift I don't take lightly. Meanwhile, Lucia was across the globe interviewing her parents. 
When I flew back to Shanghai, I took the opportunity to tell my parents about Rock the Boat. I recorded their responses. Hi, hello. I'm Jennifer. I'm Lucia's mother. Dad, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi, hello.、Uh, this is Jian,、uh, Lucia's father. To give you some background on my upbringing, I feel like one of those lucky few Asians. My parents never pushed me hard to become a doctor or a lawyer. Even though I did well in school, they never pressured me in academics and always respected my decisions. I also want to note here that I'm an only child, and I'm very close with my parents. Even though they never stopped me from doing anything I wanted growing up, I still wanted their approval. I bring you to the America. I just want you have a better life and better education. My parents, like many other immigrant parents, came to America penniless. My father borrowed two thousand dollars from my uncle to come to the states for his PhD in electrical engineering. My mom gave up her career and her master's degree to take care of me. She always told me her biggest regret in life was not having a career of her own. She encouraged me to find a stable job, but that morning, when she gave me her support and her blessing, it brought me to tears. Do do what you like to do. You don't you don't need to、uh, do like us. We, at that time, we need to struggle for the better life. Right now, you stand on our shoulder. We are your support. At that time, we don't have support. Right now, you have a very strong support. So I just want you happy. You don't need to do something you don't like. Just for the living. Just as Lin said earlier, to me the easiest path was to go on in life, slugging away at a job with no meaning, hoping or wishing things would get better. I think my dad understood this because eight years ago he started a technology company building sensors and lasers for companies like Philips. It wasn't really a successful venture. There were many ups and downs. There were layoffs. There's restructuring. My dad even stepped down as CEO, but what I admired most about him was that he never gave up. Still today, he's fighting the good fight, raising a Series A for the company. When I asked my dad how he felt about the project and what his expectations were for me, he said, "You are our our life extension, right?、Mm-hmm. And、uh, we do hope you can do better than us, a lot better than us."、Mm. Okay. In every aspect,、mm-hmm. all right.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is our, this is my expect. And you are more happy. You get more better life. You get more better career. You get more whatever. More kids. <laughs> There's a popular quote attributed to Sir Isaac Newton. He writes. If I've seen further, it is by standing on the shoulders of giants. For us, we stand on our family's shoulders, and because of the sacrifices they've made, we are able to climb higher on Maslow's ladder to reach self-actualization. If you haven't heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Maslow is an American psychologist who developed a pyramid of needs that started with the most basic ones of food and shelter. The following tiers encompass higher needs like belonging and self-esteem. His theory is that the most basic needs must be satisfied before anyone can pursue the higher echelons of the pyramid. At the pinnacle of the pyramid is self-actualization. Our parents provided us with food, shelter, education, 
and our basic necessities. They saw opportunity in the United States and they worked hard to obtain it. Now that they've set the stage for us, it's our responsibility to climb higher. After we interviewed our parents and gotten their take on our choice to pursue Rock the Boat, we started to assemble our season one guests. We even hosted a storytelling event at LMHQ to validate our idea. Inspired by the conversation with our parents, we named the theme for the event, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants. Our speakers shared stories about their upbringing, their struggles, and their personal journeys. So to all of our speakers, thank you for coming. Thank you for getting dressed up. Um, but none of this is being videotaped. <laughs> Our speakers included Monica No, who left a successful career as a fashion designer to pursue a life as a creative freelance consultant and writer. Here's a clip from her story in which she shares how the legacy of her father inspires her every day to pursue her dreams. Only now, three years after he passed away, do I feel I'm beginning to grasp how much this man really meant to me, his outsized influence on my life's journey. Only after I began to peel back what I thought was my personal will, my ambitions, and my perspective on life, was I able to see how illusory that separation is. And while in my earlier years I had felt burdened by trying to prove his sacrifice worthwhile, that feeling has transformed into a deep respect and genuine appreciation for him as an artist, a father, a human being. From this vantage point, I see the task of standing on his shoulders as a great privilege, the opportunity to take the baton, embrace our dual or plural natures, and take ownership of expanding our ancestral narrative. These days, I carry him with me. I find myself talking to him throughout the day. I think of him when I sit down to write, and sometimes he makes an appearance in my dreams. In one of my favorites, I see him, young, healthy, full of life. He raises his glass in a toast, winks at me and says, live it up, kid. Thank you. Another speaker was Rani Mazumdar, a former IT consultant turned actor turned restaurateur. He opened the Masala Wala, an Indian restaurant on the Lower East Side as a retirement gift for his father. Rani's story began when he moved to the United States when he was just 10 years old. The biggest shift in my life happened when I first moved here with this idea that going to America is the roads are paved in gold and it was anything but because I moved to the Bronx. Not many people know this. It was actually my father and I used to have a little fruit cart in uh, downtown Manhattan. So my idea of hospitality started there. At the age of 13, waking up at three in the morning, pushing a fruit cart next to my father, that's where I started. Every day, every customer, every fruit, every little bit mattered. Other speakers included Mike Lee, the former executive director of Apex for Youth, an organization with the mission of finding mentors for underserved Asian and immigrant youth in New York City. Joy Chen, the petite yet incredibly strong city planner by day and yoga instructor by night, who founded Cosmic Fit Club. Deepti Sharma, the founder of the online catering service Food to Eat and whose grandfather was a freedom fighter. And Caroline Shin, the host and founder of a web cooking series called Cooking with Granny. Can we give another round of applause to all of the speakers? After the event, the people who attended told us they were both inspired and surprised to find such a diverse and amazing group of Asian Americans charting their own paths. This proved to us that we were on to something. 
In the next few months, we continued to meet with Asian Americans who had extraordinary stories. People like Charlotte Cho, the co-founder of SoCo Glam, an online Korean beauty marketplace with a community of over 250,000. Charlotte and her husband started SoCo Glam as just a little side project. Yeah, we were definitely passionate about this, starting this um, little side project on the weekends, and we didn't think it was going to really go anywhere other than just being a side project. Or Chris Chung, one of the co-founders of Boxed.com, a wholesale e-commerce company competing with giants like Costco. He broke more than a few rules on his path to building a $500 million company. I valued what I could do with my two hands. I wanted to do something. I wanted to see what was possible. With each person we spoke to, we found more courage to pursue our podcast project. We also found more conviction that these stories needed to be heard. So each week on Rock the Boat, we'll take you into the minds of an entrepreneur, technologist, creative, or artist we've met on our podcasting journey. We ask them how they view success, what they struggle with, and what it really means to rock the boat. To me, what it means to rock the boat is to do the right thing and put yourself on the line, even if it doesn't seem like the right thing to do to everyone else. What if I fail? Who the hell cares? Fail a few times. I would rather try and fail and evolve than never try at all. Like it just, to me, it, it's the most basic of how anything should be run. Sometimes it's not what you think is success, but what your parents think is success. Because as long as your parents are happy, you're happy in some ways. So like, I really definitely have that kind of mindset, which is like, I do want my parents to be happy. Two things changed my life when I was 18. The first was I got into college, I got into Penn. And then, really, really tragically, before the end of my senior year, one of my best friends took her own life. Along the way, Lynn and I will share some stories from our own personal journeys. Our hope is that these stories can bring people together, help build a community around the issues we need to talk about as Asian Americans, and open a dialogue for how we can each live with more conviction, make waves, and rock the boat. Thanks for tuning in to the first episode of Rock the Boat. Throughout this episode, you heard clips from our special guests, Bob Wu, Ronnie Mazumdar, Charlotte Cho, Chris Chung, Justin Ching, Ivy Tang Lei, Mr. and Mrs. Liu, and my dad, Mr. Guay. Next time, we take you on a journey with Chris Chung of Box.com. His story on how he went from subverting the system to co-founding one of the biggest e-commerce startups in New York City is fascinating. Here's Chris. You know, me cheating, lying, stealing, bullshitting didn't necessarily amount to like a 4.0 at all. I think it was a vestige of me kind of like being lazy as a kid or having other interests outside of academia. Like I want to, you know, whatever, play video games or, or read comic books. So anything to kind of increase my available time there and, you know, shirk away from my uh, responsibilities. This episode of Rock the Boat was written and produced by us, Lucia Liu, and Lin Guay. Sound editing is by me and Molly Schulson. In addition to being the sound genius on our podcast, Molly also creates personalized audio stories for people with her company, Tell My Story. You can check out her website in our show notes. 
If you have suggestions for topics about the Asian American community or a personal story that you'd like to share, email us at hello at gorocktheboat.com. Please subscribe and share this episode with anyone who you think could benefit from it. And leave us a few kind words on iTunes. Those positive reviews help a ton. See you next time. I wish we had that on tape. <laughs> <laughs> I got that on tape. Oh my god. <laughs>